Well, hello everyone and welcome to Gigi. That's me in the 561. I have a, a few events I want to talk about and what that means. Uh, Gary and I, Gaz and I, continue our cupcake quest. Now, we this is nothing new for us. We did this for the first time in 2000, about 2006, where we flew from Columbus, Ohio, where we were living at that time, to California so we could visit Sprinkles, the original Sprinkles in Beverly Hills. So we've we've done cupcaking um, comparisons for a while. One thing that we didn't realize, we talk a lot about magnolia cupcakes, and it never, ever occurred to us. And Gary makes the magnolia bakery recipe for banana pudding until and kind of the same people that are keeping us on track here. Um, Thought we were talking about, you know, Chip and Joanna Gaines, that hot mess in Waco where they churn out the same house with every redo. It's the same. And no, it is not. It has nothing to do with Magnolia in Waco, Texas. It is a bakery in New York City called Magnolia Bakery. And their stuff is fabulous. Their cupcakes I absolutely love. So I wanted to clarify that because I've talked a lot about the Magnolia Bakery. Anyway, we do have a, a podcast coming up about cupcakes and more. We're adding a little extra something to that one. So be sure and stick with us when we do that podcast as well as we will be talking, continuing to talk about Flavor Palm Beach with the next restaurant we went to who was participating called Kula Fish Bar. Now, I have to dig down a little bit into that because the it's spelled C-O-O-L uh, apostrophe A fish bar. I've tried to find out what, what is the meaning of that as a word and Google was no help. There was nothing definitive about it. Like, what is it really? What's the true definition? So I need to find that out. Gary is not podcasting with me today, and he may know, but if not, we're going to find out. Um, Brooklyn is trying to really come along with a, a museum they have there. And a friend, another wonderful friend of mine in Miami, alerted me to the fact that the the uh, Brooklyn Museum, this museum in Brooklyn, from started uh, September 10th through February 19th of 2022, um, is having a presentation featuring the house of Dior. Dior is absolutely legendary. And the museum uh, that they are, this museum has done some other really impressive uh, exhibits. Uh, Pierre Cordon did future, it was a future fashion presentation. They did The Queen and the Crown, which was a virtual ex- exhibition of costumes from The Queen's Gambit and The Crown. So they're, they're really coming on. They're giving the, uh, the Met the Metropolitan Museum of Art in Manhattan, kind of a run for their money. Um, this this exhibit, Dior exhibit, is called Christian Dior, Designer of Dreams. And boy, isn't that the truth. They are, they are, the, the, the exhibit apparently 
has these many uh, areas so you can really feel like you know the the work of the house of Dior. Uh, Dior is very old. It dates back to the turn of the 20th century when Christian Dior founded the label. And and it has remained, and I think that's so significant because think about the things that come and go in fashion. Designers that are, well, let's talk about Halston a little bit because Halston was like the, the designer in his day, but, and, and there still is a, you know, a house of Halston, but they, they, they dim, they, you know, the lights dim on them, especially after the designer is no longer with us. Many, many times that's when the, the label begins to either disappear or, or, or dim. It's not as bright, but this particular exhibit in Brooklyn will um, feature many, many different areas of, of the, the, the house of Dior. The tickets are very cheap. They're $25. And they even tell you um, how to, which subway to take to make it easy for you to, to get to the museum. So uh, as Gary and I were in upstate New York for the wine country area, in the first part of June, and then we were in Manhattan, just shortly thereafter, uh, in Manhattan. We may have to go again. We were all of that was in June, and and so, um, I don't know. May have to may have to go back. Um, it begins to get ch- really chilly in New York, if you go, as it uh, will be there through February. But if you want to know more, you can can look that up and find out more. They have some some great photos of sort of what you'll see. Stars in Dior, uh, which is one area, one section of it. Um, It is covered with literal projected stars, and you get to see the exact Dior outfits worn by celebrities from Rihanna to Princess Diana. And each, uh, each of them is paired with a photo of the celebrity that wore it. So you can see the item and how it was worn. So um, the address for that is 200 Eastern Parkway, Brooklyn, New York. And their website is brooklynmuseum.org if you want to know more about this fabulous Dior exhibit. Now, a friend of ours sent us an article from the New York Times because it's a uh, a New York Fashion Week is ending. I think officially it ends like tomorrow. And if you look at the this this article was from the New York Times, of course, and it talked about fashion, um, where where we are now. What's what does it all mean about American fashion? And what you get from the article is basically it can be anything. There is there is no definitive answer. When you ask someone, what is American fashion? What does it mean to you? What does that mean to you? I mean, when you talk about Paris, you know what it means. You can quickly say these different houses, couture, uh, fabulous 
creative, one of a kind. In this country, it's it's um, it's kind of everything. You have, as the article mentioned, you have Ralph Lauren, who has the kind of uh, Western, uh, kind of a, 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 a rugged kind of feel. And then you have Michael Kors, where it's a little more uh, just contemporary kind of fashion. I have a lot of Michael Kors. I have a lot of Anne Klein. How to define them as being American fashion? I can't put a label on it. And that's what the article kind of went into. And if you look, there is an actual calendar that you can find on Fashion Week by day. And little squares, you know, those kind of little calendars. And it, it gives you all the times and the way to see these different collections. And the funny part about it is I never heard of so many of these. And that's that's kind of cool because you have a lot of new designers coming on that are that I think represent the changing world that we're in where you have people more in tune with gender. Um, what does that mean? Um it's 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 like a a thing that I posted on social media today about today is O Henry the the writer O Henry it's his birthday, and so I posted that with a, a photo of the image of the ransom of Red Chief and on that cover it says and other O Henry stories for boys. Now as a kid I read Ransom of Red Chief and loved it. Um, it stuck with me to this day when I see kids behaving not the best, I will refer to mm, Ransom of Red Chief. Uh, I didn't know it was for boys. Good thing I didn't know. <laughs> you know, uh, It isn't. The, the stories from O. Henry are not gender specific. Yes, the kid that was kidnapped was, was a boy. <laughs> but it, 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 fit, it fit for everyone. And you didn't have to be a certain gender to appreciate it. And then I think it's where fashion is going now. Wear what you want. Wear what you want, and if people don't like it, well, you know what they can do, in my opinion. I say it a lot. I wear what I want, when I want. I try to dress appropriately, of course, but I make those choices when I purchase my clothes. I have certain brands that I absolutely love. There are certain clothes. There, I know there are sizes. I can buy them straight up and down without trying them on, and almost 100%. It's a it's a perfect fit because I know how they cut. I know I know the designer. I mean, you know, I know the brand, as it were. Now, that brings me to the Met. The Met Gala is coming up. And the theme for that this year is like, um, you know, kind of like Americana, if you want. Uh, it's, uh, it's celebrating all things American fashion, which is why I'm talking about about that, um, it will be interesting to see how many ways people use the flag in fashion, the American flag, which is really against the uh, protocol for American flags. You don't use it for anything except being a flag, not touching the ground, all of that. Well, that's gone out the window. That is completely gone out the window. But even though American designers are going through a renaissance, I think it's very hard to define American couture, American designers. 
Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez were back together, and they're in Venice for the Venice Film Festival. And she wore this knockout dress that was very, the, the bodice was very open. And why not? If you look like that, wear it. Of course, she takes a lot of shade. Why isn't she home with her kids? Why should she be home with her kids? Her kids are teenagers. They have a father. She can't go to a film festival. What about Ben? I'm very happy about them as a couple. I think they're, they look happy together. I think being a celebrity and being in a relationship is tough. And to be together in Venice, the most romantic of cities in the world, um, and it's not just because of the canals. If you're there with the right person, you can make it the most special trip of your life. But they looked good, and she is, all of her fashions that she's wearing in Venice are fantastic. But on the red carpet, she was absolutely stunning. American designers cannot be pigeonholed. They they just, in my opinion, they cannot. Uh, there was a woman in the 1920s. Her name was Elizabeth Hawes. She was a, a sketcher. And she went to Paris. Uh, she was sent to Paris, too, as a copyist. And by that, I mean to copy their designs so that she could... So, so that in America they could they could cap the patterns uh, of these these designs. Um, I I want to say uh, there are time periods in fashion that I love, the Art Deco time period, through the part of twenties into the thirties. Uh, they're fantastic. They're absolutely fan. The flapper look, love, love, love. But we have gone through some very very bad fashion phases, including the 1950s. If you look back at Hollywood still photos or the films from that time period, they're, they're horrendous. They could not be more unflattering. Now, some of that has to do with censorship in the movies. God forbid that you would show legs. Uh, then came mini skirts and fun fashion and but I think it's really hard for us to have a, a time period where that from American designers where they remain classic. The clothes can be worn forever. Now, Lucille Ball had a, I read a thing about her a long time ago where she said she kept her wardrobe really middle of the road. She tried not to be overly trendy in her TV show because it dated it and it absolutely does so if you ever watch i love lucy and they're out they're out there they will live forever you can tell that she wore some on point things some pants slacks with the little ballet slippers things like that but she didn't go to very trendy now i'm not talking about her later shows i have never watched any of those um uh, the later uh the later Lucy shows that she and Vivian Vance did. So I don't know about that. But the the uh, Met this year, I think, will be interesting. Uh, there will be some form of social distancing for that. Uh, our friends, we have two very good friends, and they're traveling, and they're, they've gone on a cross-country road trip. 
And they recently went to a museum filled with fashion. And I've received some great photos from that museum in, uh, in Arizona. And one of the designers that they had uh, uh, worked uh, some of the photos and, and, uh, and uh, things from that, uh, this designer, I'll get it out, uh, was someone you may not know the name perhaps, but you will know what he was famous for many, many, many years ago. His name is Rudy Jernwright, Jernwright. And he designed the monokini. Do you know what that is? The monokini is the topless swimsuit. Now, the funny thing to me, but just buy the bottom and go, but it was scandalous at the time. It just made people's heads positively explode. Um, other photos that I received from them Diane von Furstenberg, huge fan. Now, to me, her designs, they're iconic, but, and and yes, trendy, and, and, and dated, yes, all of that, but they're iconic nonetheless, and they hold up. And I think that's the way it is with some of the designers, such as Ralph Lauren. He will be known for what he's known, and he is he's in there for the long haul, obviously, as Anne Klein and, and, and other designers as well. So anyway, it's all about events. It's all about fashion. And if you think you can pigeonhole a term, if you can find a way to pigeonhole what American fashion is, I'd love to hear from you because I really can't. I will say this, I have a handbag of my sister's that she wore. She was older than I, and she, so she dressed differently. Uh, I have a handbag of hers from the 60s, and it is very mod. It's, it's this gorgeous patent orange, and it has a, it's like an envelope modified where you stick your hand through the top of it, and I still use it. There are things in fashion, American fashion, that, that do hold up and that you can actually pass on to, to others in your family and they can still wear it. But it is rare. It is rare. All right. Now, I want you to come back because we're going to have two guests for our Cupcake Slash Sweets podcast that will be coming up. And you're going to want to come back to for our podcast on Kula Fish Bar. Visit us, please, at NorthPalmBeachLive.com. That's our website, where the podcast always are, as well as Amazon, iTunes, and many, many platforms. Go to our YouTube channel. We're there with stuff, and we love for you to visit. Let us hear from you. We really enjoy hearing from you, so let us hear from you. But mostly, come back to Gigi. That's me in the 561. Stay tuned.